I'm unflappable. Unlike that finale on R-H-O-N-J. I started from the bottom, but now I'm here and I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> okay, you guys, this is an audio-only podcast, but if you saw the look, the zest that this guest just gave to the camera and the Zoom, you would already be all in. Again... You guys, it's Andy's Girls. It's episode 414. That me- I know. <laughs> oh, girl, you do a lot of episodes. Congratulations. Thank you. Getting some applause. Thank you so much for my incredible guest co-host. You could call me maybe even the king of Andy's Girls, maybe? Possibly. Yeah. I would be into it. I'm ex- Okay. I'm extremely excited for this episode, which I feel like is a long time coming. This is someone who has a voice and a perspective that is singular and incredible. So let me introduce him so we can cut the shit and talk about New Jersey and talk about Atlanta because I have a couple of follow-ups. You know him as a mega producer known in front of and behind the camera. He's host of the hit podcast Reality with the King, CEO of television production company Kingdom Reign Entertainment, which produces shows including Bell Collective and the Love and Marriage franchise. And of course, Bravo Holics know him as executive producer of four seasons of The Real Housewives of Atlanta, aka Six Through Nine, Candy and Nini's wedding specials, and as a producer on the first two seasons of The Real Housewives of New Jersey. This man has been a part of great American history. And we need to mention it all. Welcome to Andy's Girls, Carlos King. Carlos, how are we? I'm blessed. Thank you, Sarah. So good to finally meet you in person via Zoom, of course. But, you know, we follow each other on Instagram and I am so happy to finally be on your podcast. So I have to ask you, first off, it's a pleasure to have you and LOL, a total thrill. But I have to ask you, what has your experience been as a podcaster? Do you feel like the environment of podcasting is in any way super unique or different from your work as an executive producer, your work as a host? What what has the kind of journey been like for you? It's funny, Sarah. Being a podcast host has been a thrilling ride. It's, it's nice to be able to voice my expert opinion. <laughs> oh, leaning into the mic on that one. Leaning straight in. <laughs> You know, it's been nice to voice my opinion on the shows that we're watching and to get an inside perspective from a current executive producer of your favorite reality shows and, of course, the former executive producer of your favorite reality shows, too, like Atlanta Housewives. So it's been fun and to be able to meet people like you, Sarah, and the rest of the podcast world and, and listeners, it's, it's, been, um, it's been a treat. And I really, really do love doing it. But it's very different, very different than my nine to five. <laughs> and so when you're watching Housewives episodes, other reality TV to unpack, noting that you have direct 
historic experiences and relationships with either the show, production, or members of the cast, how does that influence at all the opinions that you're sharing? Like good, bad, or if this is even possible, neutral? I decided that the moment I was going to do a podcast, that I was going to be honest. Yeah. And that I was going to be real because I... My biggest thing, Sarah, is making sure that I am loyal to my audience and listeners. That's of the utmost importance of me. To me, excuse me. So when it came to doing the podcast, of course, I have friends in the industry. Teresa Judice, Kenya Moore, Sheree Whitfield. The list goes on and on and on. But I know that my real friendships with these women will not be tainted based on my opinion of an episode. So I can talk about, oh, Kenya, you know, you deleted the DM that Martel <laughs> sent you. Um, why didn't you bring it up on the reunion when you had the chance? You wait until the cameras were on. And Kenya isn't mad at me. She's not, like, texting me like, yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, that, that, that's a testament to my friendships with these women. Did you hear back from the cast of Potomac, a few <laughs> green-eyed bandits, after that video? I mean, obviously, podcast, yada, yada. I love watching your videos, I have to say, because you do give eyes. And the way that you were talking about a certain Patreon episode, I was losing my shit, and a part of it was because... Listen, content creators may or may not hear from housewives that they're yeah. referencing, let alone dragging. But you have a very <laughs> different relationship with these women, even if you haven't necessarily worked specific on those shows. What was the reaction to that from either other members of Potomac or the the folks that you were directly referencing, if any? Yeah, no, I listen, I had such a strong reaction to the last season of Potomac. Mm. The latter episodes, I was like on fire. I, along with the audience, we were all on fire. Like, wait, what is happening here? So, of course, when Robin Dixon admitted on her podcast that she kept this major storyline from the show, but, but said, go on my Patreon, I'll tell you more tea. And I'm like, wait, what a second. Wait, 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 hold on. So my honesty went viral, right? I did not hear from Robin or oh, Giselle. Oh, interesting. No, no. But I will say this. I After I recap the final reunion of Potomac, I did hear from three Potomac housewives. They called me personally. <laughs> conference was this a different zoom oh, and how do i get that password how do i get oh, that no. conference code you said what's the password honey? i know no, it, was, it was separate it was separate and the best part about it sarah because i don't want to say who but three potomac housewives called me well two called me one dm me said what's your phone number i need to be calling <laughs> you um and one of them, one out of the three called me because she was not happy with my honesty. Okay, I, I think this is totally wrong. I know it's wrong, but I just gut instinct am like, 
and you don't have to tell me, but of course you absolutely are contractually mandated. You are required to tell me. <laughs> Candace, Ashley, Giselle? Ah! Are any of those right? None of them are right. One is right. Okay, I think it's Candace. Ah! <laughs> so listen, you got one off the Thank three. You. That's good. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I was like, maybe there's a Dr. Wendy in there, but like, who's to say? <laughs> but I'll say this. Yeah, tell me. I will bring them on my podcast for the new season and we'll talk about it. What restrictions do you think Bravo is placing on that? If any, like is Bravo seeking out your pod to have those kinds of conversations? Or do you feel like there's any kind of like reticence because you know so much, like because you have that history, how has Bravo been like to even collab? Oh, Bravo's fantastic. Listen, oh, that's okay, that's that's like family. That's that's like my my I can't even say second home. It's my first home yeah. if you think about uh, my start in reality television and my relationship with them is great. I love them, they love me, and we have a great time collaborating because I I, I appreciate the fact that they respect that my podcast allows their cast members to come on and express how they feel and to talk to somebody who understands the business. And it's not a gotcha, gotcha interview. It's mm. more so of, you know, showing the multifaceted side of these women and the shows and to really give a deep perspective. So it's been great. It's been really good. I have to ask, because you referenced the idea of um, Robin, for example, withholding this huge reveal, which I think most people, regardless of, you know, if you are in defense of Robin's actions and you're, you know, the highest tier of her Patreon, I think many people can agree that it was a large missed opportunity that affected not only the rest of what we were watching, but an understanding of the season that had taken place. Withholding is at the center, I would say, of even the two most recent episodes of New Jersey and Atlanta. With New Jersey, it's the reveal not only of the fact that information was known and had been either hidden or not presented about this secret meeting that had taken place with Joe, with sorry, with yeah, with Joe Tree and Louie about Melissa, but also on a totally different note about this incident that had taken place at Candy's restaurant that she didn't want to discuss, obviously, which production knew about, which was then referenced at the tail end of the episode by members of the cast. As a producer, as an executive producer, what do you think the role is in production to make sure that those conversations take place? Like, what are the conversations that happen between production and candy potentially before the season starts or as it's ongoing do you think that production knew about the conversation with melissa like what's production's role in the withholding of it all well our role is to make sure that nothing gets um, withheld we mm. are there to make sure that the cast members are really talking about the reality especially when it's public fodder it's hard to ignore what went viral, right? And your cast member saying, well, I don't want to talk about it. Well, girl, it's all over the blogs and the internet, so you got to say something. Our role as producers is to make sure that we have conversations with our castmates about exactly what is true 
that um, is is rooted in the reality of that particular situation. So for the example of this secret meeting, right, with mm. on Jersey between Joe Tree and you said Melissa or was it Louie? Louis, no, it was Louis. Joe. Yeah, Joe Tree and Louie. Uh, Although the way that Louie characterizes it, it was Louie and Joe. But the way that everybody else talks about it, including at some points Teresa, it was the three of them. Everybody yeah. but Melissa. Yeah. Yeah. Now, that's not a legal situation. So all right. bets are off. Right. All bets are off. Spill the tea. Give everything to the show. First of all, why are you having conversations and secret meetings um, outside of the show? Keep it on the show. Right. Especially during season. So that's important. And if you're going to have an off camera conversation, let's say during hiatus, we're not filming yet. And it's something so major, then you must talk about it because it always comes out anyway. Right. It always comes out, Sarah. So why not get a hit of it and say, look, this is the truth. This is what happened. And that's the best way to do. So our job as producers for that particular situation is to 1,000% get in front of it and say, no, you must talk about it because it has a domino effect on someone else on the show, right? Now, Candy's situation at her restaurant with the um, the shooting incident, that's a right. legal situation. And one thing I know about legal situations, running a company, producing shows, the cast member who's dealing with that oftentimes are not allowed to say anything on it because... You got to think about it. Everybody watches the show, including a potential jury, um, including a potential judge, um, the detectives, and whatever you say on the show, they can use against you in a court of law. So I understand being careful when it's a legal matter. The other situation um, that I'll give as an example would be Erica Jane and Tom Giraldi. Like that's a good example of Erica being like, look, girls, I want to talk about it. I can't. And remember when she told Garcelle how Tom calls her and then Garcelle ran and told the other girls and Erica freaked the F out and was like, what the fuck is happening? Like she saw it. And we're like, why are you so upset? All she said was right. what you told her. And we realized it's because they could have used that against Erica Jane uh, because Tom was alleging that he had dementia, was losing his mind. So if you have dementia and losing your mind, then why are you talking to your then wife every day? Mm. So that's 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 the difference between the two. And I also feel like specific to New Jersey, which I absolutely just rewatched before we started recording, and I also watched the after show, which I've been kind of behind in with NJ this season. It was so interesting to me with, uh, you know, Trees, uh, Watch What Happens having taken place to see the way that there was such a discrepancy in their intention, let alone action. Like, according to Teresa and Louis's perspective, they heard this rumor, understood it was false and wanted Joe to know what was happening because of Marge being a terrible friend. Like it was through the vessel of this is only happening because Marge has gossiped about you, but we want you to be aware, maybe specific to filming or just so you know that there are rumors happening with your wife. If you ask Joe and Melissa about the intention, noting that Melissa wasn't there, the intention was to say, your wife is having affairs with multiple people. 
we want you to be aware. And then Gia follows up and says, you, we, we believe that you can do better. So not only is the action completely different about the, the truth of the conversation, but the intention is like diametrically opposed to each other. An idea of protection and an idea of you are trying to exacerbate bullshit to harm my marriage. What's your reaction to that? Ah, you know, look, this Melissa, Joe, <laughs> Teresa trifecta have mm. been going on for over 10 years and it gets messier and messier and messier. And I think at this point, honestly, Sarah, Teresa and Melissa would never like each other. It's never going, it, it, it's never going to happen. You have a better chance of Teresa and Caroline hopping in a basket full of grapes like Lucy and <laughs> Ethel singing a song straight out of a Disney movie. Oh my God. Straight out of Sound of Music before you can ever get <laughs> Melissa and Teresa to ever be on the same page. So look, I love Teresa. That's my girl. I think any conversations you're having about Melissa allegedly cheating again, I just would stay out of it. I would want no parts of it. I have nine siblings. There are certain things that I just don't care to bring to them because I feel like it's your life. You're going to find out eventually. Whatever makes you happy, I'm happy with. So look, if Melissa is cheating on Joe Gorga and Teresa learned that information through a third party, if I was Teresa, I would say, you tell them. Like, I'm not, I'm not getting involved because... No matter if you feel like you have the best intentions, it will always get twisted around and saying, no, bitch, you wanted to bring this topic on the show to embarrass me. When, no, I could be looking out for my brother. Now, the other thing, too, is maybe it could have been Melissa and Joe together. Just to be like, hi, I want to tell you what I heard I'm leaving and have those two talk about it. And whatever they decide as a couple, it's on them. So I would have done it. Well, number one, I would have kept my mouth shut. Mm. But <laughs> that's, that's not based on the history, Sarah, based on the fact that we dealt with rumors of stripping, right? Mm -hmm. We dealt with rumors of a nose job. <laughs> mm -hmm. We dealt with rumors of sugar cookies, sprinkle <laughs> cookies. All that stuff. Sugar cookies. That right. Sounds like, like, that sounds like it could be related to some yeah, of the like, other stuff you just mentioned. Uh, 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 a sprinkle full yeah. of sugar cookies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A redone home. A redone yeah. home for your face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would just know that no matter what I say about my brother's wife, I will be the bad guy, so I don't want to get involved. That would be me. And yet... Teresa does seem very invested in getting involved and then acting with whatever kind of shock, genuine or performative, at the idea that people would hold her accountable for that. Like, as you said, if, according to Teresa and Louie, this was really only about making Joe aware of rumors and of Marge's involvement, why wasn't Melissa there? And also, 
how on earth do you defend that Gia call? Like the call sounds like this is a niece trying to potentially protect her uncle because she believes that these things are real. We had on camera Jen Aiden at one point referencing on a previous episode, Teresa believes the rumor. Like, how do you get away from that? Like the right. total discrepancy of it. Yeah, no, it's, listen, the cameras don't lie. And the camera picks up everything that you're not saying. It's always mm-hmm. about the nuances that you find. It's the, like you said, it's the reaction, it's the disposition, it's, it's, it's the... It's the body language. So you could be saying one thing out of your mouth, but your behavior is saying something differently. And that's why I think we all know that, look, it was said, right? I think we all can just say, like, look, it, that was said. Right. But what's going to be confusing for people to believe is what was the intention? And you always have to look at the intention. Is the intention that I'm looking out for you or is the intention that I'm trying to expose you? And that's why it gets dicey because history has shown that you two hate each other. Hate each other. And that it's just never, it's never going to change. And when you get the kids involved, it gets, it gets even messier. And look, there's been rumors galore about Melissa. Um, I personally... Um, Listen, I truly don't know anything about Melissa outside of mm. her wanting to be J-Lo. Like, I literally don't know anything else outside of that. Um, so, but people have said, Sarah, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. So, you know, but I- I'll say this much. I believe Joe Melissa know more than what they're leading on. Absolutely. I think, I think Joe knows his wife. I'm giving eyes. I'm giving mouth. I'm giving <laughs> face. You think that Joe, you believe that Joe knows more essentially about his wife, knows more. I think they know more about each other. I think, listen, they've been married forever, right? You know your wife, you know your husband. So, when people say things, and and I'm basing this off of just living in the real world, okay? Not in the mm-hmm. world of reality television where you're trying to use the cameras to behave a certain way, but we 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 get what you're doing, right? Um, I strongly believe Joe and Melissa know a lot. Um, and they choose to show what they want to show on the on the on, on the show. So when it comes to withholding the nature of either their dynamic with other people or with themselves, do yeah. you think this has to do with specifics relating to their marriage or the way that they yeah, present I themselves on things, TV? I think both. I think there's stuff that's going on in their marriage they would never tell us. 1,000%. I think Joe and Melissa have a pact that we are going to talk about X, Y, and Z on camera and not A, B, and C. I believe that because listen, I watch TV. It's it's human behavior. Was it? I think it was last season, right? When Joe Melissa got to that big argument in the in the van Mm -hmm. on the cast trip, and you saw how possessive he was. Like she couldn't. Like 
He was so, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? You're on the phone. Yeah. Honey, those are signs of a man who doesn't trust his wife. You get what I'm saying, Sarah? So always look at the behavior that they are showing us, not telling us. When I saw that scene, I was like, there's a lot going on with their marriage. I believe Joe, my opinion, allegedly, I believe Joe doesn't trust his wife 100%. That's so interesting. I don't see that at all. I see glimpses of toxicity, which how could that or tension, which to be married for that long and have that not exist, not be shown when you're filming for X hours a day, I think would be extremely suspicious. I would think like somebody is being way too cognizant of or they're either of either the cameras or that's just how they exist in their relationship. We don't show anybody anything regardless of doing a TV show. But always look at the root, Sarah. What's the root of it? But the root of it, I think, could exist in something that, and I'm taking you, I'm taking your word on this. Like, I understand what you're saying, but I think the root does exist in some element of control, which they have talked about, maybe not shown us as much, but they definitely have referenced the idea of control. But if Joe does know his wife, regardless of this, and this is a big regardless of whatever secrets or intimacy they're unwilling to share with us. To me, it's entirely possible that there could be aspects of their marriage they don't want to show that has nothing to do with adultery. And it just so happens that this yes. stuff isn't true. I agree with that. Yes. And I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't saying that Melissa is cheating on Joe. I'm not saying that. I'm saying when you have. When you have a husband who's Mm -hmm. that controlling, where is it coming from? Did something happen to warrant this? It's one thing if that's your personality. I'm just a controlling man. Okay, but at what what expense? I'm sorry, at whose expense is it? Is it the expense of mine because I'm out doing something? Or is it at the expense of you because you're out doing something, right? I think if you look at, for example, Joe Judice and Teresa when they were married, mm-hmm. and we saw glimpses of why well, you call your wife the B word, right? My right. bitch wife is coming. Hold on. And you saw little things. You were like, mm, something is going on. And then you realize, like, oh, well, damn, all that was happening. We didn't see that. So that's what I'm saying. It's always something that people will take at face value. Like, okay, he's controlling because he's controlling Italian man. I'm like, "Uh uh-uh. Something is going on. And I'm saying one or two things are happening here. Either Melissa has done something to give him reason for Mm -hmm. being controlling, or he's doing something and he's being controlling because he doesn't, he thinks what he's doing, she's doing. Like he's projecting. Exactly. Paris is always a good idea. And when I schlep on over to Europe to my favorite city in the world, I bring with me a few important phrases that I have learned from housewives. C'est bon, c'est bon. Chic, c'est la vie. Je m'appelle the Countess. N'est-ce pas, Luanne? 
And while those key phrases are important when speaking to any French bravoholic for other matters of life, that's where Rosetta Stone comes in. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered, including, of course, French. It features fast language acquisition. It immerses you in so many ways. There's no English translations. So you really learn to speak, to listen, and to think in that language. It's an intuitive process. You pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. J'adore Chris Manzo. Et toi? There's a speech recognition filter, which gives you feedback on your pronunciation. It's convenient with desktop and app options, and it's an amazing value. Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs in life. That's lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off. A steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, AGs can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Today. Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing me with free samples. Astapro is a first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. It delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Living in New York City is not easy. Just ask Sonia, trying to sell that house. There are so many mornings where I wake up and think, oh my gosh, I'm having the worst cold of my life. And I realize it's actually from allergies. When my nasal allergies flare up, and that happens when the season changes and the temps get a little warmer than they normally are, I use Astapro, and I'm amazed at how fast I'm back in the game. And that game is looking for Dorenda on the Upper East Side. Astapro always has my back and nose. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. In the words of Meredith Marks, when it comes to that week, week and a half before my period, I wish I was disengaging. My PMS is off the charts. Truly Uber Eats needs to check in and say, it's about that time, isn't it? I know it is. The cravings are crazy. I want to crawl out of my skin. Now it's easier to manage PMS with Estro Control. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony and Estro Control, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. 
For AGs who are friends of perimenopause, menopause, or postmenopause, Happy Mammoth has hormone harmony. It's not just a supplement for women going through those stages. It's also become a phenomenon. Women can't stop talking about it on social media. A bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code ANDESGIRLS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code ANDESGIRLS for 15% off today. I'm engaging. I just came back from the salon, and for the record, I went with a sassy little bob and quiet luxury shade of blonde. Yes, that's literally what we're calling it, quiet luxury. (laughs) Aside from trips to the salon, I don't actually blow out my hair. My hair is naturally wavy, and that's why I love Way. Way's new anti-frizz cream is a lightweight cream that provides immediate frizz control that lasts for up to 72 hours. I know that I have a limited amount of time (laughs) with wet, wavy hair in which to get myself in order. And that is why I love the anti-frizz cream. It has notes of bergamot, Italian lemon, violet, and more. And it smells unbelievable. Believable. Truly, as someone who is a little bit sensitive to scents, I put this in my hair and I feel great. It also genuinely pairs well with my perfume, which I appreciate. I don't blow out my hair because after years of color processing and attempting to make it straight, I know it looks better and stays healthier when I avoid blow drying, which is why I love the anti-frizz cream. I've used products, especially with wavy hair, where it feels heavy and looks kind of wet. And that's why I love Waze Anti-Frizz Cream because it enhances the natural waves in my hair. I still look like me, just a little elevated. And P.S. I am way obsessed with Waze other bestsellers. Their leave-in conditioner, detox shampoo, my personal favorite. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E- O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code Andy for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com with promo code Andy. Conversations around wellness and weight loss can be complicated. There's the Instagram filter we all see on IG and social media and then IRL. And between $20 smoothies and daily ice baths, everyone is doing the most to hack the health system. But there's a better way. Row. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Row to help them lose weight. And you can sign up from the comfort of your own home. No scheduling a doctor's appointment, commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Of course, medication must be paired with diet and exercise modifications in order to achieve any stated results. Medication cost is not included in the program. Patients must pay for medication separately. 
With Row, average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to row.co slash andysgirls. You can sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash andysgirls. Sign up today. Okay. I'm <laughs> taking that. Listen, I'm not a tree hugger. I haven't planted a Teresa garden. <laughs> I, I'm not a full Gorgita crunch. Wait, what's our fan base called? Okay. Do you know Evan Real with page six? Of course. I love him. One of my, pa- we love, we love Evan. He, oh no, wait, was it Evan? It was either Evan or Matt Rogers. No, I think it was Evan coined Melissa fans. Gorgita Crunch on an episode of AG, and I can't stop thinking about it. It makes me laugh so much. It's so funny. That's smart. But I have to say, like, if we're going to talk about projecting. Go ahead, sister. I just have to be. I just need you to. And I know that you're always honest. You always keep it real. I'm always honest. It's about Teresa and Louis. We just need to talk about it. Go ahead. Let's talk about it. Bo Deedle, this fucking like private investigator who ha whatever, has come forward, did a big uh, interview with Entertainment Tonight, said everything that Louis said was a lie. It never happened. It's not about he I did stuff and he paid for it. It literally never happened. And it pissed me off. Louis went on Watch What Happens and said, yeah, I was kind of speaking out of turn. It didn't happen. I was just upset. The episodes focus on the fact that not only was he given information, but he's reviewed it and it's terrible. And Andy has since said that on the reunion, he doubles down on that. And to me, this is like genuinely a very big deal because also, according to Joe, when there was that Holy Trinity meeting between the three of them to discuss Melissa, it wasn't just there was a rumor that Marge shared that her friend had told her it was that several affairs have allegedly been taking place. Like Louie allegedly said, like she's done this a lot. And I just all wait that who's who is she? Who's Melissa, done what a lot? Like Louie allegedly told Joe, your wife has been cheating on you. There are like several men. This isn't one affair. This is multiple. Louis also said on camera, I got these dossiers from my best friend, Bo Deedle. I've, I've reviewed them. He gave me all this information. People should be scared. He goes on Watch What Happens after that episode and says, LOL, I was just kind of upset and, you know, wanted people to do whatever. Then after that, Andy says, this is confusing because at the reunion, he actually doubles down on these dossiers and the Bo Deedle of it all. And it is... One aspect of Louie that to me is like on a on a gut instinct list that this man is bad. And if we're talking about projecting, if we're talking about like treatment of women, your future sister-in-law, like let alone tree, every warning bell in my body in rewatching that episode and watching how they talk about it on the after show, he was definitely altered. At the finale, Melissa's more specific with some of her thoughts on what he was altered from. But I just have to say, even personality specific, 
I thought the finale was really revealing. I didn't think it was a one-off, and I really am very concerned about what is going to happen with Teresa as a result. And I know that you have a relationship with her. Mm -hmm. I know you want the best for her. I want the best for her. You have to, we just need to talk about Louis. Like, what are you thinking about Louis? Like, what are you thinking? What's your response? No, I think it's what we're saying. You can't, listen, people think they can outsmart the cameras and you can't. So I agree with you. I think there's something there that needs to be, that is that is very um, concerning based yes. on based on one thing was said and then a retraction happened, right? That's that's obvious that that something isn't right in this situation, and something has to be uncovered in what's going on. And everybody's spidey senses should be up because a lot of people think they can outsmart the camera. So when you say something on camera. Get called out on it and say, well, you know, I was kind of, it's like, no, something, something deeper is going on. So I do agree with you. I think it's concerning. I think something deeper is going on. And I think it's only a matter of time before we, we learn more about it. I think it's all going, this is what I think. I think the shit is about to hit the fan. When it comes to the Gorgas, Louis, Teresa, Margaret, I think... I think something is brewing, Sarah, and is going to explode. Because there's a lot of, there's a lot that's being said that's not truly being said. And I feel like everybody's playing this game of Bobby Fischer in my Kyle Richards voice to Lisa Vanderpump. Um, <laughs> there's, there's a lot of Bobby Fishering going on in this situation. And when that happens, Sarah, nobody wins in the end. Nobody. Because it's, 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 um, it's because everybody's trying to appear to be innocent in a situation where not everyone's innocent. Apparently, Teresa has launched a website, which is good. Like, people should be, (laughs) people should be doing things, increasing their brand, getting other opportunities to like share with their fans, monetize the experience of being on a housewife. God bless. Like grow your empire, do it. But apparently you can't find out about like exclusive tiers or anything until you, you know, put in your contact information, which I would say, okay, well, that's one way to do it, I guess. Except that there are questions about Louie and this whole lead generation stuff. And I just feel like... Wait, there's stuff about the lead generation on Teresa's personal website? Like, like Louie is like, has made his business money, whatever, off of lead generation, which is a sort of gray area business that can go gray or... (laughs) go in a different direction, which is dark gray. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a little, then we get into like the shadow business of it all. That gray is like showing something lurking. And apparently the, the, the structure of Teresa's website does potentially make one question where this contact information is going. I don't think the setup of the website would be as it is now if Louis wasn't involved, which is fine. They're married. He has 
an expertise in something. It's possible he's advising her. That's not necessarily unrealistic for how human beings in a relationship ask each other for advice or offer whatever. But I just have so many concerns about this man. There are so many red flags that I'm nervous, not even about what Teresa is withholding from us, but what mm-hmm. Teresa is withholding from herself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, No, I definitely see your point. And like you said earlier, I... I want my girl to be happy. And um, based on my conversations with her, um, she's very happy with him. And it would be devastating if something comes out because it's the last thing she needs right now. It's it's not something she needs. And I haven't met Louis, um, so I don't know Louis personally. He sent me a nice message on DM, um, which was very, very sweet, just about, um, you know, Teresa and, and my friendship with her Mm -hmm. um but we don't know each other i don't know him i've never met him and that's why for me um when you watch a show you're forming your opinion based on what they're giving us or what i said earlier not giving us Mm -hmm. and it's just like like i said it just seems like something big's about to happen and i'm just i'm very concerned for everybody Yeah, and I feel like Teresa is one of those people who was very concerned for reasons that I don't know we've fully unpacked, but aren't necessarily real unrealistic about the ways that people spoke about her relationship with Joe and about legal matters. She was very emphatic until the last possible moment that all of these rumors and speculation were just that. They were meant to harm her, harm her family. How dare you talk about this? Don't talk about this on camera. And then she went to camp. And I feel like when she came back. Oh, are we still saying camp? Well, I mean, I'm. I'm I mean, I'm she had some s'mores. No. She did some trust falls, <laughs> like things like bunk bed style. Like, now I love the fact that she now says jail. That that shows that she has growth. grown. So I love that the growth is yeah. good. Go ahead. And maybe Go one ahead, day Sarah. she'll say prison, which is in fact so where what she actually she, so was. She she says jail, right? I don't even, I don't know what Teresa says at this point. I don't know if she's aware of where she was. Like, no, I think she was very aware. And I think when she came back, there was a lightness to her for a period of time and a way that she was communicating not only about what she experienced, but what she lost as a result. That time with her mother, the way that she looked at her husband with more honesty than maybe she had shown to us or even to him. And I just wonder, like, what have we really learned from that? Because she talked about how, like, yeah, I signed these things. I didn't know what they were. I 100% believe her in that. I absolutely Mm -hmm. do. I think Mm -hmm. Joe was a piece of shit. He knew what he was doing. He knew that she did not. He took advantage of that. And she was punished as a result. And I feel like she was like, you know, and from that, I'm never going to make these mistakes again. I'm going to move forward. And now I feel like we're in a worse position because not only are there questions, not only is she making choices about not signing the prenup to protect her kids, which is how I kind of look at the prenup in that situation, making these decisions, rebuking any kind of conversation as Louis as anything else but a personal attack, 
But I feel like because her marriage ended with Joe, because of what she experienced, her defensiveness now has so much past trauma attached to it that it, to me, would be even harder to potentially break. Yeah, no, it's, um, no, it's a lot to unpack there because, you know, when she falls in love, she falls in love hard. And because she's a, a sweet woman with a sweetheart, um, I know the softest side of Teresa. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the badass that we've seen for the past 10 years, um, I think it's because she protects herself based on, you know, just the nature of the show and having to have your guard up. Um, but that's why... I really hope that everything works out because she has a second chance at love. Yeah. And like you said, regardless if you're a tree hugger or not, based on her prior experience, anybody would want her to make sure that she's in a good place. And I think it's okay to, for people to say that. Um, I appreciated Bethany Frankel and Andy for telling Teresa, no, get a prenup. Like, right. I'm not leaving this studio until... You commit to getting a prenup, and maybe we'll find out if she got one or not. Um, but that goes to show you, Sarah, that we all want her to be happy. And I think it's okay to say that without assuming that something's bad is about to happen to her with Louie. I think it's the fact that we all have loved this woman for 15 years of her life on this show. And we want to see her win. We want to see her have a second chance at life and love. And my hope truly is that that's going to happen. Yeah. And I also think that some of that concern, maybe all of that concern, she processes as an attack or strategy. And I get that, especially because a lot of it is coming from people who aren't tree huggers. Yeah. I think a lot of it is, for example, when Andy says it, she knows it's from a good place. When right. I say it, she knows it's from a good place. Right. Um, I even think when Bethany said it, it's 50-50. Yeah. Because <laughs> Bethany <laughs> will also say it. Because Bethany's yeah, Bethany. Bethany's but Bethany. I think to your point, when it's coming from... Because this is what I've learned working with reality stars. When it comes from their castmates where some of them may, may, may not be in the best place. Like Margaret, for example. Like when she... When she was riding Margaret's ass last season, listen, call me dumb or naive. I thought Margaret was being a friend. You know, I was, I, I believed it. I was like, well, maybe she's looking out for you. But I also know in that situation, um, you could also feel like, are you using this show to expose my lover? Mm -hmm. But that's why I was like, I don't know. I can see. I look at things differently. I. I can see why Teresa thought that way, but I, and you tell me if you disagree, I thought Margaret was really trying to look out. I thought she was trying to look out. I also thought someone needed to have this conversation on camera. And yeah, and she was, was the only one to, to do it. it. And Melissa did not want to do it because Melissa knew if I do it, it's going to like go to World War III. You see what I'm saying? So totally. that's why, that's why when Teresa's on the show, I can see her wheel spinning because she's trying to figure out, are you being genuine? Or are you doing this for the cameras? 
But I don't even think she can accept that someone is being genuine. I think she's like, no, you Not are on show, only no. doing it. You are only doing it to attack me and to take away my love. And that. I'm not going to process it because I care too much about this man to to accept any kind of nuance. She won't accept I it. Think it leaves it at the door. I, I, I agree with you. I think the only person she knows outside of, I mean, that that's in that reality world that may be super genuine that she'll listen to is like me or Andy. Mm. Like if I said to her, like, look, bitch, I, I think she'll be like, <laughs> you think so? Mm -hmm. I would be like, yes. And she would be like, oh. I think she'd be like, oh my gosh. I think me and Andy probably are the only people within that reality yeah. zeitgeist that she'll yeah. be like, yeah, but I do think anyone else, she may think otherwise. Yeah, and there's a difference in like processing history. You can look at it as I've known this person for forever. We have that kind of foundation. They knew me before the book. They knew me before the table flip and during that scene that you were present for. So I have a lot of respect. And also we've been through this journey together and also a way to process it as like not specific to you, but maybe a cast member or a family member They've been with me for so long. They know the real me. I have to protect myself. You know, like yeah. it's, there's a different way to look at history. And I do want to shift gears a little bit because I feel like there is a through line with what happened with Atlanta specific to Candy and Mama Joyce. Because talk about fourth wall breaking. BravoCon was the friend of on this week's episode. <laughs> I know. And the way that Mama <laughs> Joyce was dragging Todd's ass at BravoCon. Do you think that was because she knew it would be a moment for the audience? Or what do you think was behind her decision if there was one that she was making? I think similarly to Melissa and um, Teresa, Mama Joyce and Todd would never like each other. It's mm. never going to happen. I think Mama Joyce tolerates Todd for the sake of her relationship with Candy, but I don't think Mama Joyce will ever be a Todd Tucker fan, ever. I think, I just think that's never going to happen. And I, and I think vice versa. I, I don't think they'll ever be fans of each other. So when Mama Joyce made that comment on the BravoCon stage, she, she tells her truth. One thing about Mama Joyce, she's going to tell her truth. But she also does it in a comedic way because she's playing up to the audience, if that makes any sense, right? Like she... She knows, for example, when she, when she had the, this, this is season six of Atlanta Housewives. Mm -hmm. It was, it was Candy, Todd, and Mama Joyce having dinner at Candy's house. And Mama Joyce was like grilling Todd and she said, ain't no mountain high enough, ain't no valley low enough for me to not get in your ass, baby. Did she feel that way? Yes. But she also knew, let me play it up because she's a comedian. Right. Uh, we call her Wanda Sykes. So, <laughs> Mama Joyce. <laughs> so, Mama Joyce definitely plays up to the audience because she is a comedian. But, like comedians, they can take something rooted in reality and make it entertainment. They're, they're never going to like each other. Ever. Okay, I hear you with that. But I also thought, like, I thought that they were in a pretty good place when Candy and Todd were having kids. There was like a newfound appreciation or maybe just an understanding that he wasn't going anywhere. He was there, I think, because he loves Candy and wants to support her. 
No, no, I, and I, I'm not saying he doesn't feel that way, but it's what you said. There was an understanding. It's like, listen, have you ever had a girlfriend who dated a uh, a loser? Yes, a hundred percent. And I've been that girlfriend more than once. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right, right. I'm, I'm, yeah. My my guy type is loser. Yeah, a hundred percent. Oh well, honey, we need you to not need to talk about date that. anybody <laughs> from Jersey or Franklin Lakes. Okay. <laughs> Agree. Mine is okay. Chris Manzo, the love of my life. But yes, yeah. Oh, you like Chris Manzo? He's oh, so I am sweet. obsessed with Chris Manzo. That is a longer conversation. He was on my Christmas card and he was the special guest for Andy's Girls 400th episode because I die for him. I love him. I'm going to, uh, well, I was, I was about to say I'm going to tell him, but you already told him, so he knows. Like, no, yeah, he knows. He knows. Uh, But no, so you know how you have a girlfriend who dates a loser. And you're like, girl, he's a loser. She's like, but I love him. And you're like, all right, fine. And you can coexist around them, mm. but it doesn't mean you accept it. You have an understanding. You know how I feel. You're not going to leave this loser. So guess what? I have an understanding, and we're going we're gonna to get along for the sake of our mutual love for this person, right? I think that's how they are as a family. I just... Because this is the thing. Too much damage has been done. Mm. Too much. And rightfully so, when it comes to Todd, he can't let his guard down because look what just happened. Mm. So even if he wanted to like embrace Mama Joyce as like his um, mother-in-law in a very deep... Because yeah. my, my boyfriend's mom, um, we have a great relationship. We text, we talk, you know... There's a genuine love there. But she also never called me a piece of shit. So I think, <laughs> do you know what I mean? So, yeah, you know, yeah. important. that helps. That's an important detail. You important know, detail. that's an important detail to, to leave in there. <laughs> so that's why it's going to be hard for Todd to see anything else. And listen, I don't think it hurt Todd's feelings. I think when Todd heard that, he was like, see, I told you so. Yeah, and it's the Maya Angelou quote that I often attribute to Oprah is uh, when someone shows you who they are, believe them the first time. Todd believed her the first time. And then he was like, I'm going to believe you again and And again. again. And then I had a couple kids with your daughter. And then I'm believing you once more. I mean, that's a hard thing to take on so often, you know? Absolutely. It's devastating. And it's just... It's too much work, and listen, it's, it's, Sarah, it's never going to change. Never. Yeah, and at the same time, we're watching Candy and Todd, really Candy, obviously, because it's told through her story and her experience, um, but also in scenes with Todd, like this whole dynamic and relationship of Todd wanting to work on this movie and looking for his wife's participation and support. How are you watching that and reacting to this kind of sort of different tension than what we've seen in Candy and Todd's dynamic until now? Yeah, look, I think it's, honey, to each its own. I don't believe in a power couple. (laughs) I believe power couples have powerful disagreements, mm. right? When I say when I say power couple, I mean when two people work together, mm-hmm. you know, full time, um, because it's hard to turn off that switch 
from business partners to being a romantic partner. And I think that's what you're seeing. Look, Candy has her own individual success from the group Escape, in addition to all of the things she's doing um, with movies and, and plays and all. And the list goes on and on and on, right? And it's going to be hard to devote some time to your husband's passion project and give it the full-time need that he desires. And that's what happens when you're a couple in the same industry. It's very hard. And I know a couple of people like that, Sarah. Hmm. All they talk about is work. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't work out, you know, mm-hmm. um, in terms of their relationship being at its highest frequency mm-hmm. because you live, eat, and breathe the institution of the work that when one person is unable to give time to your passion project, you feel slighted and you're going to slice the bitch sheets in half and one person <laughs> sleep. You know, what I, like this is real yeah, life. Yeah, King Solomon. No, the, the king bed becomes a twin. Yeah, no, 100%. Exactly. 100%. Exactly. It's difficult. I Listen, I tell people all the time, date someone who's not in your industry, girls and boys, and they, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's not worth it. You, you're right. And I also wonder the ways that people view toxicity or toxic people. This guy's a loser, whatever else. Like, what happens if you're wrong? Are you able to normalize changing your mind based on new information? Like, are you able to trust that people are human and will make mistakes? Like, how do you process and understand maybe Todd having an argument with Candy or Todd having a business thing that doesn't work out? Like, is that supporting your idea that he's a piece of shit or is that just showing that he is a human person who's not always going to win a hundred percent of the time because that is unrealistic for all of us I mean I think that's that's the dynamic and also I'm sure for Todd at this point he's like just fucking stop like what's more important not (laughs) pissing me off or getting applause like I, I don't know. I don't know. It's 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 an ongoing conversation. But speaking of ongoing conversations, this is one that we need to continue. I'm obsessed with your feedback. It took too long to have you on the people's people's couch. You're coming back ASAP because I can't get enough. Also, I do need a shout out that you were on the team uh, of one of my all time favorite reality TV shows. And the fact that I can't access every episode is driving me fucking insane. I look for it throughout the year, every year of my life. Season 25, Oprah behind the scenes. The fact that I can't watch the behind the scenes again of the huge like you know, wicked channel with people singing. And as Oprah was winding down her show, I need those episodes. Carlos King, you need to tell me where the safe exists because it was iconic television. Iconic. It was a, you want to hear a funny story, Sarah, Please, please. Um, last year during the holidays. So like Christmas slash. Yeah, it was the Christmas season. Yeah. I spent two weeks watching season 25 on the own app. So I looked there. It's on the, listen, not every episode is on there. That's the problem. So I'm with you. So I was saying this to say, I watched the episodes that were available on the own app 
And because I was there, I'm like, wait, where's this episode? Mm-hmm. Where's that one? And, and I was like, I need more. So now that you reminded me of that, please let me make some phone calls and Cute. see what I can do. Carlos King, I need to see them freaking about freaking out about the tree when they're like, the tree isn't going to work. How are we going to get this tree work? Everyone's losing their mind. Tom Cruise is arriving. There's some sort of thing. There's like all of the graduate. I mean, it was just, it was so good. And I've seen, I watched every episode live, but I didn't know when the episode, like that there would be whatever taking, if, if only I had access the uh, Jennifer H- Hudson, she's she flew to Where's do a party. At? Where's, Where's she, she at? The at? weather. Oprah's like freaking out that the audience is gonna be upset. She goes to the audience. The audience is like, "What the fuck are you talking about? You're Oprah. We'll be here all day. We'll be happy. You want to send us pizza? Like, pizza. no problem. Sleepover. Uh. I mean, I, I, there's a lot for you. You are coming back. We need to have an Oprah specific conversation. Let's what would Oprah, Oprah say to Kenya? We need to have an aha moment. You Wait, and I Oprah's need to out have, of Kenya? No, I'm like, what advice would Oprah give to Kenya about her oh. divorce with Mark? Like, it just, it's, the conversation needs to continue. This is a true to be continued. But in the meantime, oh my God, we didn't even talk about Martel. We have to talk before we wrap about okay. Sheree and Martel. You know Martel. Yes. You are deeply involved in the Martell experience. <laughs> what are members of the cast, including Kenya, getting right about Martell? And what are they getting wrong, if anything? Listen, so long story short, Martell is on my show, Love and Marriage Huntsville, which is the number one show on our favorite Oprah oh. Winfrey Network. Oh, my God. Um, listen. Martel is a complicated man, mm. you know. Um, long story short, we all know this story. He was married, cheated on his now ex-wife, had a baby while they were married with another woman, blah, 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 blah. They're now divorced. So Martel and Sheree, who, another one who I love, hi, Sheree, mm. they really are dating. It's not fake. It's not for cameras. I can I can vouch for their their relationship. When I say relationship, they're not exclusive. They're not boyfriend, girlfriend. They don't have titles. They really are people who are over 40 enjoying each other. Mm-hmm. You know, not anytime soon are they about to walk down the aisle. You do know what I mean? It's not, mm-hmm. it's not the type of relationship. Uh, Martel is definitely somebody who's traditional. He believes in um, protecting his woman. And what you saw in the premiere episode of Atlanta where he was trying to, like, defend his relationship with Sheree. Um, that's that's what he does. He he definitely has a mouth. And I think a lot of people aren't used to seeing that on, on Housewives because the men sort of fall in the background, unless you're Peter Thomas. So, you know, <laughs> we needed some more, right? You need Peter. The show uh... needs some Peter Thomas. I Listen, I like a show where the men are in the women's business because I know that in real life, in real life, um, when a wife tells her husband something about her girlfriends, he gets involved. When I say involved, I don't mean he like has dinner or lunch with the girls and say, you should not say that by my wife. No. He gets involved, meaning he's invested in he the, has in an the aftermath. Yes! Yeah. That's real life. Yeah. So this whole thing, don't get in women's business. What world are you living in? 
Husbands get in women's business. And also, when they do, there's a response. Kenya said a lot about Martel. She was very upset about the way that he communicated with her. And I think that with the whole DM stuff, which was tough because of the timing of it and the fact that there wasn't an actual message, what she's trying to communicate is something about this guy is suspect. So like if you have behind you a number one rated show on her holiness, Oprah Winfrey's Oprah Winfrey (laughs) network, and many of those episodes of that number one show on Oprah Winfrey network, also known as own show a guy who's maybe not great to date potentially. Mm -hmm. How do you just kind of ignore that? Like Sheree herself said on the most recent episode, like, I haven't seen that, and this is a huge paraphrase, but like I haven't mm-hmm. seen that side of him. So mm-hmm. is that something that a person yes, should I do? Think people, I think people change and people evolve. Listen, Kenya is a fan of Love and Marriage Huntsville. She watched the show, and mm-hmm. Kenya definitely is seeing things um, through that lens, watching the show. But Sheree also watches the show. Right. Both of my girls are fans of Love and Marriage Huntsville. so. Sheree watched the same show Kenya has watched. Kenya, rightfully so, feels like, I don't want to parse of you, and that's fine. Uh, but Sheree said, let me get to know you. And we have to remember that. Who you are on a show is one aspect of your life. And I think Sheree is validating that who Martel is in, in her life is not what she's seen because at the end of the day, he was a married man who cheated on his wife and had a baby. Mm-hmm. So Sheree is 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 not married to him, doesn't have a baby by him. So of course her experience is going to be different. And we have to allow people to have different experiences. And people have the right to make that choice at a certain point. We don't want to remove someone's autonomy from the conversation. And you have to kind exactly. of just let go. Um, I never want to let go of this episode. I never want to let go of the king of all things, including reality with the king, your top rated podcast. We've got Love and Marriage Detroit coming this summer. We have Love and Marriage Huntsville airing Saturdays at 8 p.m. on Her Holiness Over Winfrey's Network, also known as OWN. We have Bell Collective airing Fridays at 8 p.m. Eastern on OWN and Reality King, Reality with the King, rather, which you can listen to on all major podcasting platforms, including the one that you're listening to, Andy's Girls on now. Carlos King, it was such an honor. It was such a thrill to have you. Please get me those um, secret slash secret revealed (laughs) Oprah behind the scenes 25th anniversary, yada, yada. And can you please come back soon? Because this is a real to be continued. No, I, I certainly will. This has been um, in the making for many, many months. So I'm happy we got a chance to do this together. You are really a great host. Um, <laughs> so you are, Sarah, listen, you are really great. So continue this path that you're on. You're really good. You do your research. You, you know your stuff. So um, I'm proud of you. Know that. Okay, well, now I'm going to cry. So thank you so much, ah, Carlos King. No. Carlos King giving a mazel of the day to the dame. <laughs> Someone frame this sound and I'm going to put it on my wall. Can you please, before we wrap, let the AGs know where they can follow you on social and subscribe to your YouTube channel? Yes. Yeah, so all social, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, 
is at the Carlos King underscore. My YouTube channel, same, youtube.com slash at the Carlos King underscore. My podcast, Reality with the King, like Sarah said, wherever you get your podcast and continue to watch all of my shows and support me. Amen. And speaking of support, follow me on Instagram at Dame Galley. A new Patreon episode is going up on the AG Patreon, unpacking some responses from tree huggers about their thoughts on Louie. So listen to that episode, which is going up this week at patreon.com slash Andy's Girls. Thanks to all the AGs and live streamers who tuned in for the live show I did on Thursday with Dylan Hafer, also known as Bravo by Betches. More on that to come. Carlos King, thanks again. It was a total You're beyond welcome, my love. Thank you for having me. All right, guys. On that note, thanks so much for listening, and we will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.